Über die Sünde, Tod und Hör. 
seinen Bitten Kreuzes leiden, von seiner Sündkraft die Macht frei. Sing, oh sing von meinem Jesus, von seiner Gnade lieb und treu, von seinem Bitten Kreuzes leiden, von seiner Sündkraft Dear Lord, feel at home in our midst. Speak and work, save and heal. Reveal thyself and bless in all peoples, tongues from the riches of your grace. To you, the only true God, we say thanks. And to you alone, we give the glory. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, just very briefly, we, of course, has, have written a circular letter very quickly in reference to the 2nd of April 1962 and in connection with this we referred to what God did since the going home of Brother Brenham. If we look at the Holy Scripture then it really always it went on and on. When Moses finished his ministry it went on. When Elijah finished his ministry It went on. When John the Baptist finished his ministry, it continued. And it will continue until the Lord returns and takes us home into glory, just as we heard it in the word of introduction. He not only accomplished the redemption, he went to prepare a place for us. And he will come again. And we are counting with his return in our time. Then we have here the meetings which took place already. We announced them in, in this circular. God willing, after the Israel trip on Saturday, the 21st, And Sunday, the 22nd of May, we will have two very special meetings in Poland. Then, God willing, on the 22nd and 23rd and 24th of June, we will have special meetings in Romania. And then, God willing, on the 13th and 14th August in Brussels. And God willing, on the 10th and 11th of September in Rome. And God willing, on the 17th and 18th in Lyon or in Nizza. We will see how the Lord will lead. This time, We not only planned the trips into the African countries and in the Far East, but also, you also remembered Europe. Actually, I 
I, I didn't need to go anywhere anymore. The word of the Lord has reached everywhere. And our brothers are, of course, carrying it on. Now, coming to the timely events, we will not deal much with it. We all understood that Bible prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. And in, in particular around Jerusalem, the announcement that on the 15th of May there will be a storm unto Israel, unto Jerusalem. To the 14th of May 1948, just to annul it. On the 14th of May 1948, Ben Gurion declared the state of Israel as a promise which was fulfilled before our eyes. And the announcement is now this must be annulled. And on the 15th of May, they want to make a storm unto Israel and unto Jerusalem. But the Lord our God is still ruling. He will only allow what can be allowed and not more. He will intervene. And when the time comes, as written, he will erect his rulership on Mount Zion, and he will be king, and we will reign together with him. The most sad part is happening in Rome, is happening in the Vatican. And we have the email before us. Today, today, the blood of, of Pope Jean-Paul, the blood which was taken from him before he died, because the blood, transfu blood transfusion should take place, the blood which was done, which was put into a little vessel, was put on the first page of the Bible. And this in the Vatican is being shown today, the blood of John Paul II. Right, opening the Bible and at the headline, at the headline, the Holy Scripture, there as the seal is the blood of the Pope. For us, incomprehensible. And yet, yet, we are grateful to God for the revelation of the Word and of the will of God. Because, please believe it, all who don't believe God now, they will fall into the error. The whole world will jubilate to the Antichrist. Only the elect will jubilate to Christ the Lord, who shed his blood. 
And now concerning the beatification, in Matthew 5, we have nine beatifications. In Luke 1.45, O oh, blessed are thou who believest. In Luke 11.28, blessed are those who hear my words and who believe it. Mark 16.16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Revelation 1 verse 3 Blessed is he who reads and who hears the words which are written in this book of prophecy. Revelation 14 verse 13 Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now. Revelation 20 verse 6 Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. Revelation 22, verse 7. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Brothers and sisters, we don't need a human beatification. The Lord blesses us. And only the living ones, only those who are alive, everything what, was, what deals with the dead is in connection with spiritism. It's not with God. God is not the God of the dead. God is the God of the living. We are just so grateful for all the words of the Holy Scripture, for the access to the mysteries. Just so wonderful how the Holy Spirit leads into all the truth by His grace. Then perhaps you will marvel that so many scriptures were read. But it's just necessary that we don't only believe, but that that, that our belief hangs somewhere in the air, our faith must be grounded. It, it, there must be a foundation. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says. And that's what's all about. Also today, just some scriptures which illuminate the redemption work to all of us. Last night, we mentioned some scriptures, and then we, we, we have especially the place in Job of the man of God, who was tried in a very hard way, and then in Job 33, from verse 23, he cried out, Job 33, verse 23 and 24, If there be a messenger with him, an mediator, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, then he is gracious unto him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found an atonement. I have found an atonement. 
Isaiah 53, the most precious scripture from the Old Testament and also from the most precious chapter, Isaiah chapter 53. Here our Lord is shown on the way to Calvary. All our sickness, he put them upon himself. Everything he took upon himself. And then in verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. One could read verse 11 on which shows us Calvary in particular. Then we go to Colossians, chapter 1, to once again, to once again show us how complete, how perfect the work of redemption was done. Nothing can be added. It is complete in itself. Colossians, chapter 1, from verse 19 to 22. And I'm asking once again, receive it, accept it by faith. Every word which we read is ordained for you, for us, for each one of us. Colossians 1, from verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him. By him, I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. Verse 21. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled you in his body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. This is very powerful. And it's a divine fact that the bride church will appear unreprovable, unblameable, without spot before the Lord, based upon the blood of the new covenant which was shed for all of us. And as we emphasized last night already, not only the blood of the covenant, the word of the covenant belongs 
to it. And the truly blood-bought flock, which has the, the life of the Son of God in itself, has the connection to the Word of God. The natural man does not receive the words of God. The spiritual man receives them, and they are revealed to him. Ephesians chapter 2, please take it to heart. In his body of flesh, through his death, he reconciled us with him to present us holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. Is this possible? It is done. It is, it, it is finished. The price is paid. Please, don't give any room to unbelief. Believe God. Believe what the Lord has said and what He did. In Ephesians chapter 2, we have also a summary of what God has done for us. Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Say Amen. Not standing afar off anymore, but standing nigh. Verse 14, for he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for, for to make in himself of the two men one new man as a peacemaker. Here we have the second experience. Not only conversion, but the new birth, renewing by the Holy Spirit of God. Forgiveness, grace and salvation. And then, making a new man, making him a peacemaker, transforming him. The enmity was abolished. And thus we have found peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Just so powerful. If we take all these words for us, if we receive them, and knowing it's, it is done, Romans chapter 8, 
Paul has put it in a wonderful way. He summarized it. What's all about? Romans chapter 8. One could start with verse 1. Therefore is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. No condemnation. No condemnation anymore to them who are in Christ Jesus. Then, in verse 3, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. This God has done. We time and again emphasized it. The Lord and Redeemer had to come into a body of flesh to accomplish the work of redemption because the original sin happened in the body of flesh. Then we have in verse 11 Romans 8, verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Here we have the instruction that we need the Holy Spirit, that we are becoming a temple of God, a temple of the Holy Spirit, so that God can dwell amongst us. And that this bodily tent by grace will be changed into a resurrection body by the Spirit that dwelleth in us. The changing will not happen from the outside. The changing will happen from the inside. And this we must receive and accept and say, Beloved Lord, if this is like this, and it is so, that we by your Spirit, who dwelleth in us, experience the bodily change, then please, dear Lord, give me, give me the Holy Spirit the power, the transforming power of God into us so that it can happen on the day of the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8, the wonderful verses from verse 28. Romans 8, from verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called 
according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Is this not wonderful? A finished work of redemption. And we may receive it by faith. Then it continues, verse 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen. Somebody would, would, would say now, where is the problem here? The problem, the problem can only be in you and in me, namely by unbelief. Belief has no problem. Faith has the solution. Faith has the redemption. Faith is that what God crowns. And therefore, we believe as the scripture says. Verse 31 in Romans 8. Who shall lay any charge against us? 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge? He comes too late. It is God who justifieth. Who justifieth. It's just so wonderful what God has given us in Jesus Christ, by His grace. Then we have the scriptures which speak of the conquering of death in all of the Old Testament up to the New Testament. In Hosea, chapter 13, we read, Hosea, chapter 13, here we have the admonition, the hint, what would happen, and in the New Testament, we have the fulfillment of that, what has happened. Hosea, chapter 13, and here we read, Verse 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. From the power of the grave to ransom them, to deliver them from death, to redeem them. He has delivered. He has redeemed. He has shed his blood. And death can do nothing anymore to us. Death is just the transition from time into eternity. Just as our Lord said, He who believes in me shall live although he dies. 
we have received eternal life by His grace. Psalms 16 shows us, Psalms 16 shows us what should take place and what happened also then in the New Testament. Peter set it forth in a special way. Psalms 16 from verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. May it be like this with all of us. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Stop moving. Believe as the scripture says. And honoring God by faith, by believing. And that's what happened for us. Receiving it, accepting it. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Forevermore. Acts chapter 2. Here Peter sets it forth in detail what came to fulfillment at that time. Acts 2, firstly, from verse 22. Acts 2, from verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by lawless hands have crucified and slain. But God has raised him up having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. We could read on and on what God has done, how the scriptures from the Old Testament found fulfillment. Verse 27 in Acts 2, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Peter has set forth what 
happened at the time with our Lord and Redeemer. It happened for you. It happened for me. And now the main thought, which we time and again emphasized. The first sermon must be as the last one. And the last one must be as the first one. And if we look precisely what Peter has put in his first sermon, what he set forth and how he lined it out, in the first sermon, be it Joel 3, in the last days, says God, there I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Be it the words from the prophet Malachi, regardless, and it's really worth it to read it up, how many scriptures were recited from the Old Testament in one single sermon. And then we are coming to the main statement in Acts chapter 2. Verse 33, 32 and 33. This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. The apostles have seen the Lord after his resurrection. They were eating with him and drinking with him. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15 that our Lord, after his resurrection, appeared to more than 500 brothers who were gathered. And the Lord revealed himself to his own after the resurrection. There was not one single unbeliever whom the Lord revealed himself after his resurrection. And the same it is today. He who does not believe remains in death. And then the Lord speaks with those who were risen with him unto a new life. But listen what comes now. Namely, in verse 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which ye now see and hear where the Spirit of God is poured out, this one can hear, this one can see, this one can experience. In the Old Testament, God said, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. In the New Testament, our Lord is baptized to fulfill all righteousness. The heavens were opened and the Spirit of God 
came down and the, the voice said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Brothers and sisters, we need the Spirit baptism to have the well-pleasing of God. I say it once again. We need the full gospel. We need the conversion, renewing, new birth. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be well-pleasing to God. And here we are again at the point. The blood, the word and the spirit. John the Baptist gave a tremendous testimony. We read it in the Gospel of John. Here he received his commission to carry out his ministry, whom the Lord God commanded him. And he was told the following. Gospel of John chapter 1. And I would like, really, brothers and sisters, I would like that you hear, that, that you get the connection here, that you see it. In verse 29, John testifies, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then he testifies of his commission And that what was said to him at his commission. <coughs> And then comes once again, in verse 36 comes again, the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God at the beginning, Lamb of the God at the end. And in between, the wonderful experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Let us read it, the Gospel of John, from verse 29. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Verse 31. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come, baptizing with water. Therefore I am come, baptizing with water. Verse 32, And John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. I saw it. I was standing there. I've seen it. The Spirit came down and remained upon him. Verse 33. And I knew him not, But he, who sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. 
Matthew, chapter 3. Here we have the report of what happened at that time in the river of Jordan. Matthew chapter 3. Here God himself testifies. And we all believe what happened at that time. And we all believe what is happening now with us. Here we read Matthew chapter 3 from verse 15. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice sounded from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And if we read all the other Gospels, it is He who baptizes with water, uh, with fire and Holy Ghost. Let us say it in the biblical summary. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The, the Passover lamb was slaughtered. The exodus took place. The church of the living God was there. Here it is about more. Here it is about the well-pleasing of God. Not only of accepting of what happened for us, but the divine confirmation that we have received and experienced it. And we saw it also with the baptism. When our Lord said, it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. All who become Bible believers, they let themselves be baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the New Testament covenant name in which God revealed himself to us as Father and Son and by the Holy Spirit. Let us go back to the book of Acts in chapter 2. And here Peter, in the summary, he said, and it was left to us, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter, and to the rest of the apostles, 
Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Bap water baptism and spirit baptism belong together. Water baptism, when we believe and are obedient, and the spirit baptism, when God gives testimony over the believer and over him who is ob obedient. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then we have it in verse 39. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If he has called you, then he also has chosen you, because whom, whom he has called, them he has also chosen, and them he also glorified. There is the bright church on earth who is ordained to believe everything, to experience everything what God has promised us in his word. And he has given it to us in Jesus Christ, by his grace. Now, a special word addressed to our brothers who sometimes have the thought in themselves that the spirit baptism happens only with the latter rain. No, the spirit baptism belongs to every believer. Everyone who becomes a believer and who lets himself be baptized in water should be baptized in the Spirit. I read it to you from the letter rain from Zechariah chapter 10. And one could read also from the prophet Joel. I just read two scriptures. Zechariah chapter 10. Here we are told that God would send former and latter rain. And listen closely now. Zechariah, chapter 10, verse 1. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain and of the former rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain. And with this word, former and latter rain, we have to go to James chapter 5, verse 7, to place it biblically. And that's what our Lord said and what the apostles preached. We must leave it there where it belongs. Please, place everything biblically. Here in James chapter 5, in verse 7, we read, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the return of the Lord. 
unto the return of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. And there are sermons of Brother Brenham where he speaks very clearly about it, that in the last period, before the rapture, the former and latter rain will fall together and that God would do extraordinary things. But this does not God hinder to, to baptize all of us who we are baptized biblically and who believe biblically to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and to endure us with the power from on high. In connection with this, I have a very sincere question. Dear brothers and sisters, who of all of us, who is convinced on his inside that conversion, that the new birth, that the renewing, that the justification, and that the spirit baptism belong to the full gospel and that God has given us in Christ Jesus everything. And I say this, I say this with a touching heart. If one receives the blessings of the Holy Spirit, in the 40s and 50s, if one has experienced it time and again, then, brothers and sisters, then such a longing comes up in me, O oh God, let it happen once again. Let your Spirit fall upon all of us, as in Jerusalem, in the upper room, in that place where we, as, an, as a church, are coming together in the direct expectation to be baptized in the Spirit and with fire. It will happen. I don't want to go into details, but we experienced it, of course, that the Holy Spirit can fall upon 200 or 300 at the same time. Where not only it is speaking in other tongues, but in harmony, in harmony, singing, singing. And then we are, of course, coming to the question, what did it profit to many who experienced the spirit baptism at, at the time? And now, once again, we come to the point of the full redemption. When I see the blood, not only spirit baptism, as Brother Brenham has set it forth nicely with the three circles, not only spirit baptism in the second realm, but firstly being born again in the soul and filled with the Holy Spirit so that the life and the nature of Jesus Christ can be manifested. 
We as the church of the living God, we have the privilege to believe as the scripture says. We will not interpret anything, but we believe everything there where it belongs. And I say it once again, may in all of us, The longing come up, may it become so great in all of us, that we say to the Lord sincerely, without the Spirit baptism, I have no assurance that your well-pleasing rests upon me. The Spirit baptism is the confirmation that God has received and accepted us. And as we emphasized it also, when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. And Brother Brenham, I don't know, Brother Brenham, here, in the same sermon of which I read last night, once again, He emphasized these experiences. And here it says in this passage, the second work of grace was healing. After justification came the sanctification. After the sanctification, he said to them, wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with a power from on high. And then comes the mighty statement on the day of Pentecost. The birth of the bright church took place by the Holy Spirit. Justification, sanctification, baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's how Christ comes into the church to dwell in you and to bring forth the fruit. And then Brother Brenham says, Amen. And here he makes also a natural comparison. I would like to compare the spiritual birth with the natural birth. First water comes forth. And then he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Justification. What happens as the second? The blood, then sanctification. What comes as the third? Life. Life comes forth. Water, blood, and spirit. These three are the ones who bear record. First John, chapter 5, verse 7. And then Brother Bram says, very difficult, but he says it. You cannot have the Father without the Son. You cannot have the Son without the Holy Ghost. But now comes the very difficult thing to understand. But you can be justified without being sanctified. You can be sanctified without having received the Holy Spirit. How is it with it, brothers? How is it? 
So every experience, justification, sanctification, conversion, everything what God has given to us, not jumping something over, not leaving something out, but just including everything. Now this sentence here, Jesus Christ said, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is the truth. And a, bit, a, a little bit time later, before the Holy Spirit came down, placing everything correctly. Maybe this quote, all whom he has foreordained, them he also called, and he justified <laughs> and he glorified them. And then Brother Bram says, Hallelujah. And we all say, Hallelujah. Amen. They are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And they can never die. All of hell can attack them. It will not do any harm to them. No communism, no Catholicism, nothing can do any harm to them. Nothing can hinder them. Nothing can stop them. I will restore, saith the Lord. Neither commandments of the denominations nor anything, nor anything can stop us. I will restore, says the Lord. Excuse me. <coughs> there will be an Easter. He restores the same church in the same power with the same signs and wonders and fruits which happened at the beginning. I will restore, saith the Lord. Everything what denominations and organizations have taken away, the Lord will restore. Brothers and sisters, I don't know how you feel. Let me read it. Now we are coming back to the word. It's an Easter for the true believers, the resurrection power, which holding fast to the true word. It's a resurrection for all the people of God. It's an Easter for the seed of God. Which comes forth from the roots, from the word, which was revealed. We testify of the revealed word. But not, we, we didn't leave out the blood. I've said it last night. Many are speaking of the message. Everything at its place. And then Brother Branham says, Notice, God 
determined at the beginning. At the beginning, the first perfect tree raised the bride experiences in a threefold way her restoration, justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first tree, the first church, will be, the last one will be as the first one was. You can read all this sermon. It's just very, very powerful. And I don't want to be guilty on anyone who has not part in the rapture. I have to be true and faithful before God. Everything belongs to it. The blood of the Passover lamb. The justification by faith. The sanctification in the word of truth. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is the truth. And then, wait in Jerusalem. And this I read us. That's how it was at the beginning. And that's how it is now at the end. With the difference that nobody needs to wait anymore. Nobody needs to wait anymore. Forty days our Lord spent with His disciples. And then came the ten days of waiting. And then it happened. And he who reads Acts 8, he who reads Acts 10 and Acts 19, he time and again will find that everything happened. Faith, repentance, baptism, spirit baptism, everything happened. Acts chapter 1 from verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. After these words, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And then the report is given to us what happened on the day of Pentecost, in the blood-bought flock, who were justified, who were sanctified, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place. Please, receive it by faith, full justification by the blood of the Lamb. God doesn't make any any accusation to any one of us. 
The letter of requirements is torn into, into pieces. Don't worry about the past. God took care for the past already. All our sins he has thrown into the sea of God's love and forgetfulness. Don't yeah, worry, worry about the present. Worry about what God is doing now in the church by his grace. The Lord God, beloved. He has given us the last message, the last call, the full gospel he has entrusted to us. And we carry this message in responsibility before the Almighty God. We are aware that it is the last call and that it is the full gospel by His grace. And God will give the full restoration by His grace as He promised. He will give it as sure as He promised it. Our faith is anchored in His Word. We are the seed of Abraham. To speak with Galatians chapter 3, Christ, the seed of Abraham, and we also, brothers and sisters, God, in this time, He has visited His people graciously. And I'm asking you, without being a critic, I'm asking, where is today? Where is today preached the full gospel on earth? As it was preached at the beginning. Where? The greatest uproar is happening already. If I just mention the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then already the first uproar comes. Why? Peter was present when the Lord gave the Great Commission. As recorded in the four Gospels, he was listening to it, how the baptism should be administered. Of course, into the name. Then he just baptized into the name. Where is the problem? People are making a problem where there is no problem at all. So we see how important it is that it is revealed to us by the Spirit of God, by His grace. I am very grateful to the Lord for this word and for the work of redemption. I am grateful for it with all my heart. And together we will experience the completion. Together we will experience everything what belongs to the restoration. And just as we read it in the first sermon, everything was mentioned. Everything what belongs to the counsel of God. And on the cross of Calvary, be it on Good Friday, be it at Easter, be it at Pentecost, these three great experiences of salvation of God summarized like this. And I just say, we are finding ourselves in the Bible. We, we left all our own ways. With 1 Corinthians 5, we have purged out all the old leaven. And all of us, who we are coming from various denominations and confessions, 
all the old leaven, we have to leave it out and have to become a, a leaven of a, a bread of sincerity and truth, unleavened bread, to our Lord and Redeemer, who as the Lamb of God went this way, shedding his blood, giving his life, and then the redeemed church, baptizing her with fire and the Holy Ghost. It is he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And this spirit and fire baptism, we all wish ourselves very shortly. And the Lord God will give it to him be the honor and the glory and the praise throughout all eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us stand up for prayer. Perhaps the two sisters are singing us a song and then we will pray together. Do we have brothers and sisters who would like to be baptized? Is somebody who would like to be baptized? Here is one brother, here is somebody else, three, four, five, six, all right, then afterward there will be a water baptism, please come to the front, while the two sisters are singing the last stanza, you can come to the front. Wer gleich blutrot die Sünde, soll sie werden weiß wie Schnee. Wer gleich blutrot die Sünde, soll sie werden weiß wie Schnee. Und was so rot wie Scharlach, soll wie Wolle. Thank you. 
and where we need interpreters. Do you speak German? Okay. And you speak French? May the Lord bless you. You made your decision to consecrate your life to the Lord. And now you are ready to walk by faith the way of obedience and to be baptized with the assurance that the Holy Scripture really speaks only of one faith, only of one baptism and only of one Lord. Ephesians 4. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And the one baptism is documented in the Bible. Not sprinkling, By, but by immersing the word baptizo means really immersing John immersed in the river Jordan and the churches churches are taking this word and are condemning all who are baptizing because they think that the sprinkling was a baptism and are cursing those who are baptizing again. Since the days of Reformation, the, those who are baptizing again were cursed because one, they, interpreted, they, they misinterpreted the word from Ephesians 4. And they said, oh, one Lord one church, one faith, one baptism, and everything else must be condemned. That it was no baptism at all, and it's not even a baptism today. They didn't know, they don't see it. But we believe, as the scripture says, one Lord, and the Lord is God. And there's only one God, not three, only one. And he revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. He who sees me sees the Father. One faith, not the Catholic, not the Protestant, the biblical faith as Abraham. Abraham believed God and this was accounted unto him for righteousness. We believe God. We don't believe any creed. We believe just God. We believe God. And then the Lord opens our eyes and the understanding for the Holy Scripture. May the Lord bless you in the decision which you made. May He be with you by His grace. Now we pray together. And before we pray, let us all bow our heads 
And I would like to ask whether there are still special prayer requests in our midst. And I would also like to say it, if somebody has still the wish, the desire to speak or has come with some trouble, some need and who hasn't put it off yet, please don't go from here with your burden. After the service, we are available for you for a conversation, for prayer. We are just here for you and we want to serve the Lord because thus it is written God has set the ministries into the church and every ministry serves for the edification of the church let me see whether there are some special requests please receive it receive it by faith accept it that the Lord already answered you. Dear Lord, you are our Redeemer. You, the Lamb of God, you were slain. You have become our Passover Lamb. Your blood was shed and with your blood you entered into the most holy place and the blood speaks even today for us. Dear Lord, I pray for all the assembly. I pray for all over the world, wherever they might be. Correct thou. Correct. May we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God, in the love of God. Bless all who are calling upon you in their needs. And please answer them and be with them. Bless now those who are going to be baptized. May this day be a special day. May they remember it as a special day in their lives. A day in which they made the covenant of a good conscience with God. By by baptism, being buried with you, Lord, to rise together with you unto a new life. Dear Lord, now I pray for all of the church, for me and for all of us, that all the words which we looked at at this weekend, that all become true, the full gospel, the full salvation, the full restoration. My God, let it be manifested. Let it be manifested that Thou art present and that Your Word is confirmed in and by us. We thank You with all our hearts for what you did yesterday and today. And we ask you, lift up thy countenance over all of us and give us thy peace and bless all in all peoples, tongues and nations. 
keep them safe on their journeys back home and be with them and bring us together again in obedience of faith. Bring us again together. Be with us on our Israel trip. Be with all at every place in every country. Now we pray for your people Israel. Dear Lord, intervene. Make an end to all the trouble. Make an end to all the trouble in the church. Make an end. Intervene, Lord. We are glorifying the power of your blood, of your word, and of your spirit. Bless us all with faith and obedience. Be with all of us. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise and thanks be to you. Praise, honor, and glory.